FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast that goes snicked. I am your host, Jason Scummy Scroll Venable, and I'm joined once again by a fantastic co-host, Al. Next time Jason asks me to podcast, I'm taking a nap. Sedano. Hey, Al. (laughs) 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 Ready to nap. (laughs) And of course, we have a flashback episode, um, 90, or sorry, This is going to be our flashback, FF90s AF. <laughs> okay, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Fantastic Four um, has, a, has a little three-issue arc here where they get the four most 90s Marvel characters they could find and make them the Fantastic Four. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, I remember buying this when it came out. It was so awesome. Yes, I uh, well, I bought one of them when they came out, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah, um, so Al, thanks so much for coming on. Um, of course, Al is from the uh, Resurrections, a Thanos and Adam Warlock podcast. So I appreciate you uh, taking some time to chat some some tangential Wolverine anyway with me. So yeah, I mean he's a pretty big part in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So yeah, so kind of in the, I don't know, summer of 1990, I think. Um, well, it's cover dated December 90 and then January, February of 91. So I'm guessing uh, right. if it's two or three months ahead, September maybe? Yeah, yeah, probably so. So that coming out of the summer doldrums and into the fall. Um, and it's interesting because this is just after... And of course, we'll we'll get to the credits. So he's still writing, but this is just after a run where Simonson both wrote and drew the book, um, where they went traipsing around the time stream, with, which has some pretty cool visuals. Um, just read all that for the first time, so it's pretty fun. Oh yeah, the stuff with the TVA. Yeah. Where they yeah. all look like Mark Grunewald. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so, there's uh, a really there's a really trippy Doom story coming up for his last few issues after. This. Okay, cool, very cool. That's going to kick off probably with the big 350. So we're going to cover issues 347, 348, and 349, which I kind of always feel like every Fantastic Four story should be four parts. But <laughs> anyway, oh um, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> We got a nice little three-parter that is jam-packed full of comics goodness. Um, so, Al, you said you uh, you bought these when they came out. Were you reading okay. the book at the time, or did something in these particular issues catch your eye? It. This is where I started buying Fantastic Four. Okay. Yep. I mean, I did go back and read some of his earlier stuff later, but I kept re- I kept buying the book for at least another year or two after this. Okay. Cool. Yeah, th- I mean, I kind of knew who Simonson was, but not fully. But I really knew who Art Adam was, who's doing the art on all these. So that got right. me. Plus, yeah. I was reading some of the Spider-Man books because he's in there. But I also was reading Ghost Rider because it's 
that you know he's in there and of course i was definitely reading incredible hulk right yeah this is our last gasp of the gray hulk because i was looking to see what issues came out the same time and this is a these are the same months as incredible hulk 376 77 and 78 which is right when the gray hulk they do the merging into the professor version of the hulk right yeah yeah, I'm a little little bit behind that my read through, but I'm getting getting close. I think I'm on 373. I think. Um, okay, yeah, that's what Rick Jones. Well, so yeah, so the one maybe it's 372. Then the one I just read is where they tease the return of the Green Hole for the first time. Um, oh and, yeah, and he finds Betty at the monastery. So I yes. think the next issue I have is them laughing on the cover. That'll be the next one I read. Um, and then I've been reading for the first time also, because uh, this Ghost Rider is the the Danny Ketch version, mm-hmm. and who really is only, you know, it's funny how wildly popular he was so quickly, because he hasn't been around very long at this point. Yeah, but, this is issues, I, I checked, this is concurrent with issues 8 through 10 of his run. Okay. So. and Very new. Yeah. And, of course, he had also just been in um, Marvel Comics Presents uh, with, with Wolverine. So, yeah, he just kind of – he kind of sky – and I remember that because I, I don't – I didn't get the book at the time, but I remember the hype around it. Um, that Ghost Rider book just kind of skyrocketed out of nowhere, um, I think mostly because he just looks really cool. Um and then well, pretty yeah. quickly, Tex took over the art, and he was a, a great artist. So. Yeah, and, it was a pretty good book. I remember buying it when it came out. I mean, I haven't read it in years, so maybe um, it's just nostalgia. But I remember right. really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been pretty decent. Um, reading it for the first time now. Um, there's definitely some some '90s tropes going on there, but um, yeah, the it's just it's such a visually interesting book. Um, I don't know, Ghost Rider, he's always just kind of looked like badass, so... Oh, yeah. It's an, it's an easy sell from that perspective. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, you want to go ahead and jump in these comics? Sure, let's do it. Alright, cool. So we're going to start off with Fantastic Four 347. Uh, this is going to be... Let's see. This is called Big Trouble on Little Earth. Um... Written by Walter Simonson, penciled by Arthur Adams, inked by Art Thibert, or Thibert, or Thibert, maybe? Probably right. I think Uh, I heard Thibert before. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Letters by Bill Oakley, and colors by Steve Buccioletto. Um, And, of course, our cover, also by Art Adams and Thibert, um, has our Fantastic Four... um, kind of in a some kind of red contraption and then a bunch of different characters in muted gray colors in the background um we have our new quote-unquote fantastic four on the bottom which is spider-man wolverine ghost rider and hulk um then on top we have some bad guys uh, mole man and some scrolls um and and it's funny because the banner above the title says instead of the world's Greatest comic magazine says the world's goofiest comic magazine. Um, 
And this issue's got everything, including the kitchen sink. Yep. Uh, two th- so two things about the cover. One, it's actually not even the Fantastic Four. It's technically, I guess, the Fantastic Five. True. Because we yeah. had Sharon Ventura as the, was in her thing form, and Ben Grimm was human, but he was suiting up in the thing suit. So there was technically five of them adventuring around. True, yeah. I guess, or, or there was always time for somebody to take a nap. Yeah, well, he's taking like, a very painful nap. His legs are like... Yeah. Very... <laughs> very twisted. Um. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing about it, where it says the world's goofiest, and I'm, I'm wondering, because I'm going to be blunt up front here. I enjoyed this again. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Even though, like you said, it's the most 90s team of characters to take over the Fantastic Four. Right. But I think the thing is that Simonson and Adams are having fun with this. Oh, yes. And because they're having fun with this, it still works. I, yeah. Yeah, I I will definitely end up agreeing agreeing with you for sure. Um, But but it's funny because they kind of are taking the piss out of themselves through a lot of it, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, No, and not that. Not that Simonson's run leading up to this was humorless, because it wasn't. I mean, it had its moments, but it was it was a little bit more serious. Simonson, um, you know, kind of running through the time stream and stuff. Um, but this one, he kind of—I don't know if he knew. Okay, I'm, I'm coming up on the end, and I just kind of want to blow it out here, or if he just wanted to change the pace to the stories he was telling, but. Definitely a little bit of shift into just kind of high octane. You know, it, I'm just gonna do what I want here, and hopefully people will like it. And um, yeah, so I think the cover is pretty cool. Um, do you, what do you think of the cover? Do you like it? Oh, I do. Like, I yeah. mean, the 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 coloring is a nice touch because you have the FF, whether it's four or five, in full color in the foreground. And so you obviously got to see, well, what's happening to them? Because they all look unconscious or dead. Right. But everyone else, because of the gray, they don't take over. But you you know exactly what's going to be happening here. We're going to get the Mole Man. We're going to get Skrulls. And we're going to get these four additional heroes. Yeah. You know what? Oh, never mind. Okay. Well, no. So, <laughs> you know. One of the things we've been we've been tracking on here in our flashback episodes on the podcast at Ghost Nick is the uh, the cigarette cigar uh, transition back and forth that's been going on lately. And at first, it looked like Wolverine had a toothpick on the cover, and I thought maybe it was something like they can have him smoke in the inside, but not on the cover. But it's actually just a little tiny cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. Um, all right. So in this one, somebody crash lands on Earth. The FF have returned home, but you know they got drama. Scrolls enter Earth space uh, chasing Delilah, who was our uh, UFO crash from two sentences ago. Uh, Delilah tempts the FF with forbidden loves and lust, zapping them with an interstellar hand buzzer. Uh, the scroll landing party encounters a bunch of monsters on Monster Isle and decides to use them in their search. This makes the Mole Man fussy. Uh, Delilah in Susan form uh, browses the FF computer to find a team of simpletons she can trick into helping her. 
The Iowa telepathically calls Wolverine, Hulk, Spider-Man, and Ghost Rider to Four Freedoms Plaza as Sue Storm. She's uh, staged a catastrophe and shows them the, air quote, dead bodies of the rest of the FF. She relays the plan that the assassins are controlling the monsters as a distraction and gives the all-new, all-90s FF a tracker to find and eliminate the source of power. So I... I mean, right off the front page, we have Art Adams' art um, with the the ship kind of coming and the, the control panel blowing up. And, you know, one thing that is really interesting about this book is the pacing um, and kind of the back and forth where the thro- plot threads dangle and stuff. So you know, we kind of get those first two pages and... Um, I just thought it was really cool. Like, okay, yeah, you know, typical crash landing in the UFO. Um, I, really, I really like the idea when we go to the tower, uh, Four Freedoms Plaza, and Franklin's going down an invisible slide into Reed's giant hand. I thought that was really fun. Oh, that's that sounds awesome. I want to play in that giant invisible slide. <laughs> right? And they should do that at Universal, have a big invisible force field slide. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, everything looks pretty great. Uh, the drama here is really interesting. It kind of picks up where everybody's been going on. So, you know, Johnny comes home, and he's still having memories of Nebula uh, from the storyline they just got out of. And so it's making things awkward with him and Alicia. Um, Sharon. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, real quick, because I don't really remember that story too well. That's okay. not because of the name and the skin color, which is blue. That's not the same Nebula space pirate in the comic space pirate who claimed to be granddaughter of Thanos in the movies, you know, played by Karen Gillan. Is it? Well, I thought it was. Is it not? I have no idea. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't look anything like a version of Nebula I've never ever seen, but. I really didn't pay. I mean, honestly, here's the thing. The one thing that, I mean, sometimes when the movies influence the comics, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Right. I think the Nebula was good because, honestly, majority of the time when I read Nebula before the movies, it was, oh, I'm Space Pirate. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) Bored now. Right. So. I really, it's not like, I, you know, I like the cosmic stuff, but, like, I saw Nebula's in something. I wasn't like, ooh, I must read it. I'm like, oh, well, is there anyone else interesting? So I have no idea if this is that Nebula or not. But, I mean, she's named Nebula. She's from space, and she's blue-skinned. But it's, it's almost, I, I guess the way I read it is too much of a coincidence to not be Nebula. But I don't know how it tracks through continuity, because concurrently to this in Silver Surfer, she just got, like, ripped up by Thanos. Um, mm. Thanos just came back, and she's like, who are you, Pretender? Um, and had her tortured by her own crew um, and burned. So I think in the movie, she's, like, tortured and like, electronically and stuff and kind of pulled apart. But in the, in the comic, Thanos has her, like, burned alive, and one of her crewmates comes and saves her at the last minute. But... She also was just an Avengers where 
She pulled all the Avengers out into space, including Spider-Man. So, oh, and I did read those. Yes, that I remember. Yeah. And so I don't know because what she does in the or what this Nebula, whoever it is, does in the Fantastic Four stories really just kind of haunt Johnny and try to trick them into helping her. But it is not it's not super clear like what her motive is other than and kind of imagination seducing Johnny Storm. Um, <laughs> so, and I don't know, is that even in, so the regular Nebula that we, that we know today, is that, is that kind of mental power even in her power set? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. So maybe it is somebody different and it's just not very well edited. <laughs> you would think oh. an editor would be like, Hey, wait a second. But, you know okay, um, I'm looking her look? up on Comic Book DB. I mean, I'm, I'm just going back to the last few issues looking for the name Nebula. Yeah. Does it sound like, no, the episodes, uh, FF338, 339, 40, and 41, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, it'd be right around that time. Okay, she first appeared in Avengers 291. She's called Kang Nebula. Oh. So maybe... Okay. So she might be a version of Nebula, but a version of Nebula that became a Kang. That would make sense why she was in the time stream then. Yeah. So, okay. So it's either a different character or a different version at the very least. So that, that makes more sense. But it's not the actual one. Okay. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm glad we got that figured out. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. And so, but whatever reason, whoever she was, she left a big impression on Johnny's fiery heart uh, to the point that when he thinks about her, his hand catches on fire. Um, <laughs> he has to and, lie to his wife. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, right. no, he's married to, quote-unquote, Alicia. Oh, that's right. That all gets retconned, doesn't it? Yep, it's um, like within less than a year, less than a year <laughs> later. Yeah, and whenever, the, whenever a new writer comes on and says, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> and Sue, of course, gets tricked by Namor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, we have so so the drama with uh, the thing and Sharon is that while they were on one of the time islands, Sharon was able to regain her human form, and so then when they came back to the quote unquote real world, now she's the thing again, and so that kind of brief um, reclamation of her humanity has got her pretty upset. Um, but yeah, yeah, and then we get the scrolls. What do you think of Art Adams' uh, scroll designs, like his facial features and stuff? Oh, I'm I'm enjoying them because I mean, look at that panel where you first see all of them; they're all different. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think he does a great job. I mean, you got the one look that, that kind of looking like goofy, kind of shocked one in the background. The captain's looking serious. You got the kind of, I want to say, the old man at the controls. Yeah. You yeah. know. The other guy looks kind of like the young nerdy guy. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. They look different enough. You could almost imagine like a scroll version of Star Trek featuring these characters because they're yeah. all distinct. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That'd be pretty cool. A scroll show. We should have a scroll TV show. Scroll Trek. <laughs> scroll Trek. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. So, yeah. So then we get to the part where uh, everybody gets tricked. Um, by Delilah and her her hand buzzer, 
Um, <laughs> now she turns into Nebula for Johnny. She turns into, oddly enough, Alicia for Ben. Um, so a hint of some unresolved feelings there, even though they're both with somebody else. Um, and then like you said, Sue gets tricked by a very svelte Namor. Um, I like kind of the passing reference to his mini, or not mini, his ongoing series where she's like, I thought you were saving the environment or something. <laughs> yes, I love that Namor series, at least like the first yeah. two or three years of it. So I just started that for the first time and I've been really enjoying it so far. Um, yeah, that's a good book. That was a good book. Yeah. And then um, Sharon gets tricked by Ben, but instead of trying to snuggle up, she just drugs her because she doesn't think her uh, zapper will work through her skin. Um, I think Although, my... based on what the zapper, I'm sorry, but based on what the zapper does in an issue or two to uh, rocks, <laughs> I would think it would work. Yeah, you would. Yeah, they kind of play a little fast and loose with that. Um, well, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, but probably my favorite part of the whole little sequence here, visually, is when she uh, turns into Sue and zaps Reed, and his body like goes spaz elastic. I thought that was really fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Very shades of Plastic Man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so then uh, we see the scrolls again, and talking about our Adams doing things with their faces. I love. So when their landing party comes out and they're searching around and they see the monsters and they scream in terror. <laughs> it's I, like a Bugs Bunny scene. It is, yeah, but I love it so much. Um, just They're both just mouth agape. One of them has like slobber dripping from his teeth. Um, it's, it's really fantastic. But the beauty of it is because they're scrolls and they're shape changers. That could actually be what it is. Right? <laughs> like scrolls when they're shocked and surprised and scared all at once. That could be what they look like. <laughs> and I love the little touch. Again, I love Simonson that knows what he's doing with this. The little touch of, ooh, we're getting similar, like almost scroll-like readings from the monsters. Right. Because the monsters are all descended from deviants, from what I understand. That's definitely what they allude to later in the story. I didn't know if that was a new thing or established well that's what um, i'm not sure if it's new or established but the thing about the scrolls is the scrolls the reason the scrolls do what they do is that apparently i forget where i read this what comic but the celestials you know like they came to earth and they did okay humans have the little potential for mutation or other things to happen you know and we create the they create the eternals and the deviants okay or did, or did you yeah. not know that yeah 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 no okay. I, I, okay i knew i know vaguely about the eternals and the deviants i've read some stuff with them, but not a lot. Um, well, the Eternals are kind of like a perfect godlike immortal beings with immense power. Okay. And Deviants, the thing about the Deviants is their genetic structure is so mutated that, like, none of them look alike. They're always going to look bizarrely different from every single one, you know, each, you know, every single one. Okay, gotcha. In fact, that's, from what I remember reading, that's what, that's what the retcon was for Thanos, is that he, because his family is, he's an Eternal. Is that some kind of deviant genetic throwback, which is why he's purple with the chin. Oh, okay. Well, on the scroll planet, the, the Celestials did the same thing. But the Deviants wiped out the Eternals and Normals. Oh. So the scrolls are all descended from, are all Deviants. Okay. 
you know, eventually I guess they evolve to a point where they all have the same power, so they can always, you know, it's all the changing, shape changing. So therefore, you know, they decided on a scroll form, and that's their scroll form. But that's gotcha. why they said, oh, similar to scroll mind, my, my, you know, similar to scroll brainwaves because yeah, it's I, deep related. Okay, cool. Well, that makes more sense than what I thought. I thought they were just saying scrolls were dumb. Um, well, <laughs> like they were simple-minded. Um, they are too. Well, right, right. But that's really cool. I didn't know there was like a an evolutionary connection between them and, and the monsters on Monster Island. So that's pretty cool. I like that. And the monsters are awesome looking. That first page where you see oh, the yeah. monsters after they're screaming. Look at those two. That one looks like Blastar on the right. A little bit, yeah, yeah. But like with a grub worm on his head. Yeah, and horns. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. And then just a classic uh, Kirby-esque monster on the left. Um, yeah, it's pretty great. Pretty yeah, great. I, I would not be surprised if we found if we looked if we looked it up that most most of these monsters were ones from all those classic Kirby monster stories. Could be, yeah. Um, like we have a two-headed dragon. Uh, we have like some kind of ape beast. We have like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, we have looks like a Mothman type thing. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the the thing that flies with Swiss cheese wings. We have like a dinosaur guy, and then a, a big beetle bug. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure if you look at the page where they're all getting zapped, mm-hmm. the fourth panel. I think that's supposed to be... The, that looks like the same monster from the cover of Fantastic Four 1. Oh, okay. Very cool. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it does kind of look like that. Yeah, there's definitely some similarities for sure. So that'd be a cool kind of nod um, to the history there. That's pretty sweet. And yeah, so the scrolls shoot them all with little darts to control them, which makes the Mole Man pretty pissed. Um Art Adams' Mole Man is pretty awesome. Um, oh, yeah. It's appropriately ugly. Um, and then I love the the screen of of Sue, or not Sue, trying to pick the new Fantastic Four she's going to recruit. Um, some pretty interesting faces. Now, one thing I got a little curious about here is the file she's looking at because... Colossus and Wolverine, as far as the universe is concerned, would still be presumed dead. So that part I thought was a little curious. But um, is this where is this annual lies? Because th- I, I checked for X Men. This is around um, extinction again, gender, right? Oh, is it that late? Okay. Well then. Because- because I'm also wondering, didn't uh, would, in that case, wouldn't Days of Future the the annual story Days of Future Present happen already? Oh, yes, it has. Yes. Although Wolverine wasn't there, but they might have found out from. But I mean, I know some of the other X Men were in X Factor, so right. mm-hmm. the FF might have found out that. Oh, by right. the way, Wolverine's alive. No, you're exactly right. Yes, they would have encountered some of the X Men and kind of updated their own personal files. So. Because there's nothing that says these are like public files. This is just the FF's computer. So, so yeah, they could have definitely said, "Hey, Gene's alive again. The X-Men are alive." Um, you know, so Reed probably went back in and changed the changed the status on them. So, 
So yeah, so we have Colossus, She-Hulk, Iron Man, Spider-Man, the side of someone's face. Uh, I'm guessing Wolf- that's Storm. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Wolverine, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Doctor Strange, Daredevil, Black Panther, and Jean Grey. So, and out of those, I can see why she picked the one she picked. Although, maybe that you know, maybe that's Ghost Rider next to Thor because it's kind of weird that his face isn't there, but he's one of the ones picked. But uh, that yeah. could be Fire next to Thor. It could be, yeah. And so I'm wondering if that's why she picked. I mean, I'm, I guess we should pick them is A, to be able to trick, but also the ones that wouldn't know them as well. Like, if right. she's going to see She-Hulk, former member, next. Right. You know, Iron Man, genius, next. <laughs> right. You know, Thor, Captain America, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, friends and longtime allies who really know each next. Daredevil, right. you know, super set, and, you, know, <laughs> you know, can hear your heartbeat, find your life, next. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense, so... And then uh, we get to our our heroes showing up. Um, <laughs> and I love this interchange between these guys. They they dial up the band tour to eleven. Um, they just they go back and forth pretty much the rest of the storyline. I love Hulk and his tiny tie. Um, yeah. And spiting the Hulk, I love their interactions. They're great. Yeah, this whole yeah. Series especially. And Wolverine and Hulk um, is is pretty fun, and so so definitely these two guys have both seen Wolverine lately. So there's no no question that they would know, you know, not be surprised to see him. Um, Ghost Rider just doesn't care, right? Yeah, um. <laughs> and I love the gag of the mall going in. Ghost Rider drives at the building. Hulk jumps, Spidey web spins, and Wolverine's like. Friggin' show-offs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's the elevator? Right, well, yeah, and then I, I think the only thing that maybe could have made this better is if that was a page turn. So so you didn't know what was going to happen until you turned the page and then you see Wolverine like getting out of the elevator. Um, but I love that panel of, of Ghost Rider driving up the side of the building Um yeah, and then Spider-Man takes off, Hulk jumps off. <laughs> just like, all right. <laughs> Next time I hear voices, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool, too, because it, I, going through Wolverine's perspective allows them to skip a little bit. And we kind of come in as the reader with Wolverine kind of mid-scene. Um, uh, Spider-Man trying to comfort Sue... Uh, Ghost Rider's just kind of standing there. Hulk looks bored. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, man. I don't. Did Adams? He never had like a regular dose of, dose of Hulk that I know of. But his Hulk facial expressions are just genius. They're so fantastic. Oh yeah, but he's always good at stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So the only thing I didn't really understand, maybe you have some a take on this. You read a different way. Why would Delilah see the monsters and automatically assume, oh, that's the scrolls. They found me. Um, well, they were chasing her. Well, right. But so anything weird that happens on Earth is, is I don't know. There's, I thought that was a little weird. But um, uh, Because it needed to be. Right, right, yeah. 
Because plot. Because <laughs> plot. Um. <laughs> the plot is not the most important thing here. No, it's not. It's really not. Um, I love that uh, when they see the the bodies on the on the slabs that Mister Fantastic is still all stretched out and he's like folded and tucked under. <laughs> it's kind of hanging out. Yeah. And then um, then we get our shot, our group shot of the new Fantastic Four there on the bottom. Um, man, I just I love Art Adams. He's so good. Yeah. Um, Oh, God, he's so great. <sighs> I wish he would do more stuff. Yeah, me too. Me too. And then uh, our team gets ready. They they bought the plan. They uh, took uh, Not Sue's at her word, and they are ready to go. Um, uh, <laughs> I love all their attitudes. Like, Hulk's like, well, uh, I'm going to do this, but they can come along for the ride. And Ghost Rider's like, there shall be just measure of vengeance. <laughs> Spider Man's kind of joking. Wolverine's got his duffel back. And he's like, all right, well, just call us a new FF. <laughs> How we go kick some butt and take us some names? Yup. I love that, that Wolverine's kind of just here to be uh, sarcastic and grouchy. <laughs> Yep. Well, yeah, because the Hulk's just mean and grouchy. Right, right. <laughs> we got grouch and grouchier. There you go. Yeah. So, um, man, this issue was so much fun. Um, art is fantastic. The story's just really, really, it just hooks you. It's just so enjoyable. Um, and that's the thing, like, even though there is, like, reviewing this, we realize, oh, there's a few things to the plot, but it's so much fun and enjoyable, and the characters work, that right. you don't, it doesn't matter that something, something must be the scrolls. Good right. enough. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's like, hmm, they must be trying to flush me out. Okay, you know what? She figured it out. Good enough for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this issue. Um I don't know. Do you want to rate as we go or just rate the whole story? I'd probably just rate the whole story because, I mean, it's the same team and they're all kind of similar. None of them are really different in tone, so we might as well just do all three at once. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So, 348, um, where monsters dwell, or is it where creatures roam? Uh, Yeah, the only difference here is that... um, we get a pencil assist by Gracie Tanaka. Yep, um, and Al Milgram does inking on 13 to 16. Oh, yeah. Yes, he does. So, cool. What uh, what do we have on this Art Adams cover? We got, all, we got the four members of the new FF leaping into action on a bright white background because it's just them. Doing their big poses. Ghost Riders on his, on his motorcycle. Hulk's just leaping down at you. Wolverine is doing his, you know, crouch claws jump. <laughs> and Spider-Man's doing his little crouch thwip thing. The world's most commercialist comic magazine. <laughs> Ghost Rider, Hulk, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. And as Wolverine says, enough said, bub. Yeah, that's pretty great. So I... They're even on their little cover box. Oh, yeah, they are. That's and fun. And spray-painted over the F for fantastic, it says, the new 
<laughs> oh man, it's a great cover. It sets the tone. I I remember as a kid this cover just how much it jumped out at me. Like, oh wow, that looks really cool. Um, so this one I did buy at the time. Um, I had missed this, the issue before it, so I bought this one and the one after it. Um, but yeah, I, I remember this cover just just completely sold me. Um, I just I, I love it so much. I still do. I still think it just looks great. Oh, uh, it does. And the white background just gives it that extra oomph. Um, well, there's nothing to distract you from the new FF. It's right. just them. You know, this group teaming up, which is yep. a weird group. <laughs> yeah. But pretty great. All right. What happens in this bad boy? Well, we have the uh, our new FF taking one of the little FFs. Looks like a flying motorcycle for four. Out for a spin using the tracker. Because the plan is they're not going to worry about the different monsters. Because there's plenty of other superheroes and armed forces to deal with them. They're going to go trade track the killer's down and deal with the problem at its source. So while they're flying, our fake Sue is looking through the computer files because she is looking for something. But we're not sure what yet. And meanwhile, on on the Monster Island, the Mole Man finds out it's aliens. He's not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. (laughs) Right. And so he sends one of his monsters, as he says, fetch. (laughs) <laughs> i wonder if they play fetch but anyway so <laughs> back at the fantastic four place uh let's see alicia ben sharon and johnny and who am i missing there oh and the real sue duh she has them all tied up in the elevator and even though it's only ropes and johnny or Sharon should be able to break out of them. She has them tied up tight enough that if any of them even move, they'll start choking the others. Right. And Johnny's head is in an asbestos bag because apparently they still have those. I thought we knew asbestos was bad at this point. I really thought we did. Although I would think Sue would be able to break through, you know, cut through them with an invisible knife without anyone getting hurt. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, she's still unconscious. And then she wakes up the real Reed and says, your family will die unless you help me find what I need. And so he means to help her. And meanwhile, we have our new FF encountering our kind of Mothman with holes in his wings. So I'm not really sure how he flies. Attacking right. a plane. And they decide to take him out. Well, actually, it's the Hulk decides. The problem is the Hulk was driving. <laughs> and there's actually some teamwork going on here as the hulk takes out the monster hulk and ghost rider take out the monster spider-man uses web fluid to keep the plane from falling apart and wolverine drives the motorcycle and now where was he there nope that's just it oh yeah uh meanwhile the scrolls are being pulled underground ship and all and our our team our new ff finally arrive at monster island which is where it's taking them Trackers take them, and they find the hole, and they, and by they, I mean the Hulk, decide we're going to fly into it. <laughs> right. And back at FF headquarters, Reed has found evidence of something that looks like what she's looking for. And, you know, it's from the Inquirer, which is weird for me, because the Inquirer usually did not run articles about aliens. This looks more like a weekly world news thing. 
So, but that's just me. Oh. I, I love Bat Boy. <laughs> so him and Fake Sue are going to go find this, and he tells Roberta, who is their robotic secretary, anything go, you know, says, don't worry, just tell, I'm going out for a while, tell all my friends in the Marines. That's important. And they find that part in the Adirondacks where, or upstate New York, where this Bigfoot was sighted. And as I said from last episode, last issue, she uses her hand buzzer to destroy the rocks from the land because there was a landslide. Uh, yeah. And they find the tunnel. Uh, in the Mole Man, there's a lot of jumping around this issue, unlike the last one. Yes. Yeah. In the Mole Man's base, the uh, Mole Man has his monster shaking out the scrolls to you know threaten them. <laughs> I know what they're doing. And meanwhile, the new FF encounters one of the monsters, and the Hulk picks a fight. Until they realize they're surrounded by the Mole Man and his Moloids, but Spider-Man negotiates the truce. And brings them to the scrolls, and they find out what's going on. But they also find out, hey, that's not a scanner that was made by Reed Richards, that's a scroll scanner. So they realize, ooh, that wasn't a real Sue. And about the same time, the, the fake Sue and Reed show up. So everyone's meeting up together. Dum dum dum. Yeah, pretty great. Um, so I, <laughs> um, one of the things I thought about was when they were doing the recap from the previous issue. Was do you think that there's something about the neural disruptor on the bodies make it so that Wolverine would not be able to smell that they're still alive? Um, and it seems like Ghost Rider would also have a sense of true death or not with the supernatural powers. But, but again, that's one of those things that doesn't really matter. I just kind well, of thought it was funny. The Wolverine thing makes more sense. The Ghost Rider one just says innocent blood has been spilt. Granted, I don't remember anyone's blood being spilt. But I don't remember Ghost Rider thing about innocent blood must be killed. Just blood spilt. Oh, okay, true. Yeah. Um, so I can go with Ghost Rider. But yeah, the Wolverine... But remember, we also remember she also does have like some low level telepathic powers and kind oh, of true. influence them to take her with her words. So true, true, true. Now they could have had maybe something Wolverine going. You know, if they wanted to indicate that more, they could have had a, a panel with Wolverine thinking they don't smell dead. But okay, I'll believe her. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Um. Yeah, and so I I thought it was funny too. Um. I've not read really any. The 70s Ghost Rider to get around pretty good? Yeah, a bit. Okay. okay. He was a member of the Champions. Okay, cool. If you know who's on, if you know who's on the Champions. Right, okay. So uh, so our, our, our heroes would have a pretty... Even if they don't know if this is the same Ghost Rider or not, they'd at least have a familiarity with the concept of Ghost Rider. Um because so far, Wolverine's the only one that's met this Ghost Rider before this. Um, yeah, but I was, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man met Ghost Rider, at least the old one in a Marvel team-up. Okay, cool. Yeah, because they, they seem to just kind of roll with it. Like, they definitely trust the guy with the flaming skull. Um, <laughs> Who wouldn't? Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, you look like a demon. I'm sure you're on my side. Um, <laughs> Who's a Hulk to judge? True, true. Um, one of my one of my favorite parts of the book that I thought was funny is um, 
It's on uh, page three, I think. Um, She says, after Wolverine and crew leave, uh, Delilah says, they're gone at last, and this pretense is no longer necessary. But then she just stays as Sue the rest of the story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They really kind of play her like a mystery. Like, in the fact that, like, if you notice in the first issue, we really only see, we don't really see her face. Right. You know, we right. see a bit of green on her, and we see her in shadow, and then when she shapeshifted, but they don't really show her, which is kind of weird because there's not, you know, you kind of got the impression she's a scroll already from the scrolls chasing her, and the fact that she shapeshifts, and she's not a scroll we've seen before, as far as I know, so it's not like the mystery needed to be there. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing is Ardan's having fun with it. Well, right, that, yeah, but I don't know, trying to figure out why the scrolls are after her, like, what'd she do, maybe? Um, I mean, we find out eventually that she's part of a rebellion and all that, but... And uh, just just to say real quick, based on what I was just saying, no, she this is her first appearance. I, yeah, I thought so. I was, I was thinking that's what it was. Because um, she gets referenced way later and some stuff. Oh, yeah. She'll be referenced, um, but yeah. It's not like she has a lot of appearances. No, not a lot. Um, yeah, other than just a lot of fun, um, I don't have a whole lot of, lot of comments love- on the middle part of this book. Um, Fetch. That's really funny, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the, the little, like, Mud Goblin with holes in his wings looks really familiar to me. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what that is, though, but that's cool looking. I like his little fly face when when Hulk kicks him and one of his eyes is like, ow! Yeah. (laughs) That was was really fun. (laughs) Yeah, you talked about the teamwork is really cool. Um, And... (laughs) The the flying monster almost looks like a garbage pail kid when he's like screer. Um but yeah, a whole lot of just a whole lot of really fun action. Anything of a particular interest to you in the, the middle part? Well, I do like the scene where they're looking for the captain. Where they're trying to find hey, where's the captain? Oh, uh, oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we get towards the end. So there's a part I like when the monster steps on Hulk's foot. It's another great Art Adams face. Um, yeah, so when they figure out what's going on with the scrolls, um, of course, they get a nice snicked. Um, saying, well, well, we could just say good riddance. Why don't we give him a hot foot instead? Snicked. And we get a snicked and a jab, which I thought was really yeah. fun. Um but yeah, no, that's so when they figure out what's going on with the scrolls, and Wolverine's like, hey, you know what scrolls do, right? And they look around, and they just start cutting up and beating up rocks, and then the Hulk's like, hmm, a rock with goosebumps, and the rock, like, slowly transforms back to the scroll. That was a really great sequence. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of, that was cool. I like when he changed it, like, the little sh- slowly shifting. I also thought it was uh, interesting on that same page, and we have a different panel border when Ghost Rider gives the scroll a pendant stare. 
Um, so, so that was pretty cool. Oh, I found him. The monster's name is Screel. Oh, so that's his name. Yes, no. he has a name. He's Screel. Uh, he's a lot. It just says it's a large moth-like creature who inhabits Monster Isle. And besides these two issues, which is his first appearance. Oh, okay. He will appear in two issues of Fantastic Four in the Fantastic Four Iron Man miniseries, Big in Japan. Okay. And I'm apparently going to cover on my show at one point because he appears in issue one of Silver Surfer Warlock Resurrection. Oh. Okay. Well, that's cool. So he'll come back at some point. I'll, I'll be covering him again at some point. <laughs> Very cool. But anyway, so yeah, so that's fun. And I like I like how Spidey is like the negotiator. Because he's yeah. the most level-headed of all of them. He's like, look, <laughs> moment, you've got the numbers. We're not here to fight you. We want to question your captives. Come on. Right. Moment. And I like how the moment could be, like, reasonable. He's like, all right, I, I got numbers. You're right. I'm in power here. I'm in control. Which works, makes sense with the mole man. I mean, when you go to attack him and you go on the offensive, he is so, he's such a complex that he's got an attack. But if you're like, hey, you got the numbers, you outnumber us, we're asking you, you know, we just need your help. You know, you're helping us. We need you to help us. He was more than happy to acquiesce. Yeah, yeah, you know, you kiss up to his ego a little bit, and yeah, he's a little more uh, pliable, for sure. Um, cool. Any other thoughts on that that issue? Nope, that's it. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would say is you could tell... In a couple of spots where the art, you could maybe see a little bit of the assisted part of the art. Wasn't quite super art ad in school, but you could really, it's really very subtle. Um, for the most part, it looks pretty much as good as the first issue. Yeah. Which is going to take us to 349. Um, oh, yeah. The world's most collectible comic magazine, <laughs> featuring the world's most exploitive cameo, and we have a picture of the Punisher's chest um, <laughs> down there. It's like we got um, the Punisher too. Don't worry. Right. <laughs> well, he's the only guy missing from our all '90s Fantastic Four lineup. Um, well, there's no Darkhawk. Well, yeah, but I don't think he's been there yet. Has no, he? that's true. I don't. No, you're right. I don't think Darkhawk has appeared yet. Yeah. Um, so on the cover, we have pretty much everybody from the story all about to angrily face off against Delilah, I'm assuming, or, and or the reader. Um, yeah, yeah. even the scrolls, because you, you, yeah, you got the old FF, all five of them, the new yeah. FF, the Mole Man, some of the scrolls, and the Moloids. Yeah. I would not want to fight that army. That no, is a badass army. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not at all. Um, so this is Eggs Got Legs, uh, not to be confused with the Eggs and Legs Buffet. Um, or Love Conquers All. Or Love Conquers All, that's right. Um, so pretty much same same credits as the previous issue. And, man, this, one, this issue kind of gets bonkers. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, Delilah reveals herself and Hello. Yep. And uh <laughs> sees the mole man and our heroes on the I'm sorry, six 
the mole mans and the heroes on our captive scrolls with a telepathic nudge. Uh, Ghost Rider is like, Skull, please. And, uh, cause he can see right through her. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uses some hellfire to snap Wolvie, Spidey, and Hulky out of it. Uh, Delilah escapes with Reed. But then the new FF, uh, they get busted loose. Um, I'm sorry. No, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the new FF uh, pursue uh, Reed and Delilah but get buried in a tunnel. Uh, Ghost Rider uses his chain, his magic chain, to carve a way out. Um, back at the headquarters, Franklin finds the regular FF and unties him. Uh, they track Reed to Monster Isle and head out to rescue him. Uh, Delilah and Reed find the scroll egg, but our new FF is there too. Um... Using Reed as a hostage, Delilah um, gets our heroes to use teamwork to make the dream work. But Mole Man shows up with a Moloid army to snatch the egg for himself. But then, the regular FF shows up. Spider-Man nabs the egg and gives it back to Mommy Monster. Uh, the scrolls deeming recover of the egg. Sorry, re- deeming recovery of the egg. A lost cause at this point. Prepare to blow everybody up. But then, the egg hatches, and protecting his quote-unquote mother takes the scroll captain and bomb even more underground to explode. But then, Reed tricks Delilah into thinking she's tricked him and steals the the neural disruptor and disrupts her face with a knockout punch. And then... The alien egg isn't dead. Right, yeah. And then the alien guy comes back, and then Ghost Rider gives her a pennant stare for good measure and gives her back to the scrolls if they promise to leave. And then Punisher decides not to nuke Monster Isle in his helicopter and decides instead to go after a bad accountant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so first issue, fairly linear. Second issue jumped around a lot, and this one kind of does both. It's a fairly linear as far as... It, it really only jumps around when we see where the original FF is at right. home, but otherwise it pretty much... But yeah, it goes from Monster Island, shows them at home, and then stays with Monster Island. You you just see them when they show up there again. Right. So So it has that linear quality but has the same feeling of jumping around because everything is like bam 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 boom like it's just it's it's pretty it's a lot more fast paced yeah oh yeah 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 it's it's straight up bonkers but i love it um (laughs) oh yeah no i like i I do like how like they even acknowledge that like ghost Rider. like okay she was able to get me before for powers but now that i know she's evil no 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 yeah done Sorry, I ain't having none of this scroll, please. No. <laughs> Wall of Flame gets everyone out of it. Yep. And when we see Delilah in her true form. Um, I think she's got a thing for Reed. I mean, she's willing to kill him. But, you know, if she doesn't have to kill him, I think she kind of has a thing for him. Yeah. Yeah, and he pretends to have a thing for her. I, You know, I wasn't actually sure at first that what his play was, you know, I thought maybe he was going to have to be snapped out of it, but I guess he was doing it intentionally the whole time. Um, 
oh, if I have to kill the kiss, sorry, yeah, if I have to kiss this woman who looks like you, know, she looks like you, honey. Right. Doesn't count as cheating, right? I thought it was you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he never kisses her as the scroll. He always kisses her as Sue. Right. Yep. But I don't know. I think he might have been in a little bit of trouble later on. But <laughs> that was the best plan to make out with her. Right, right. <laughs> sure, Reed. Sure, sure. Mr. Big Brain. Why is the best plan always to make out with the hop supervillainesses? <laughs> Maybe the best plan next time Namor goes nuts is for me to make out with him. What do you say? Right, in his hot swimmer's bod. Um. <laughs> Actually, that probably would be the best plan to deal with Namor. That probably calm him down pretty, stop him pretty damn quick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, what do you think of uh, Ghost Rider using his train as a drill? I'm. That's a new one, but you know, I mean, hey, it's metal and it burns hot. Yeah, and it's magic. So, right, and he spins it like a helicopter. Woo! <laughs> I like Wolverine's little John Henry joke. Uh, he's beating the steam drill, too. Oh, yeah. Let me tell Big Bad John to dump his load and get out. Because <laughs> that's where, like, the character Steel, that's where he's ba- That's what he's based on. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's why his name's John Henry Irons. He's based on the, the, the story. I forget if that's, if that's a legend or if that actually was real. He was supposed to be, like, laying the train tracks down faster than the steam drill could. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a tall tale. Um, yeah, that's a tall tale. That's the term for it. Yeah, like Pecos Bill. Right. Yeah. So, uh, who's on Franklin's shirt? You think? I can't quite tell. Is some hero with with stars shooting behind him? Hold on one second. I I want to send you a picture. Oh. Give me a second to find it. Okay. I never even thought to look at Danglin's shirt. And let's see if I can find a good picture of him. There we go. I think I know who it is, and that's an interesting little little uh, cameo if that is. Oh, come on, computer. Why are you being slow and pissing me off? <laughs> Okay, how do I open up the chat again? There That's what go. I'm trying to figure out. There we go. Found it. All right, sent it to you. Tell okay. me if you think that's it. It matches the pants. And the little eagle on the shirt and the little dot on the forehead. Yeah, that's I think you're all right. So who is this? That is General Glory. General Glory, Okay. He's a Captain America-esque character who is the idol of Guy Gardner. Really? Okay. Yes, he's a DC character. He was a he was in Justice League America for a little bit. Interesting. In okay. Fact, got his his sidekick, Ernest P. Ernest, or Ernest something <laughs> like that. Or I think it's called I think it's he was that was his real name. His superhero name was Ernie the Battling Boy. Oh wow. You know, okay. Supposed to be like a takeoff on Bucky whose real name was Bucky. Right. <laughs> That's supposed to be where Guy Gardner got his haircut from. Not oh, from Mo. the space ball, huh? Yeah, not from Mo from the Stooges. 
But that yeah. looks just like Guy. That looks. I I swear. Like, I can't think of anyone else. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, I think what really sells it for me is because you can tell his pants are striped on the shirt, which I thought was interesting because that's one of the few like real details. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Wow, general glory, huh? I don't remember Art Adams ever drawing him, but I could be wrong. Well, yeah, I was going to be my next question if, if any of his DC work ever incorporated that guy. Um, or if he just had a certain affinity for him. You know, kind of like uh, McFarlane always putting Felix the Cat and stuff. Maybe that was just his own little, I wanted to draw this on, on the shirt. I mean, he might have drawn him. I have no idea. Right. But I don't remember ever that happening. Yeah. So uh, I love that this mommy monster, you know, they, they keep, even though it looks more like a UFO, they keep calling this an egg, and this monster treats it like an egg. She's like nesting on it. Um, thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of the Franklin thing, he was woken up by Roberta, their robotic secretary, because she looked up the term, tell all my friends in the Marines, and that means whatever I'm saying is a lie. Right. So did you know that before you read this? Like, did you know in the in the first That's issue that where I learned this from? Okay, funny. Okay. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's a real thing because I guess I don't know. I'm hoping. <laughs> never, if not, I, Simonson, you lied to me. <laughs> right. There's no you truth bastard. in this art. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So they they punch some stuff. They shrink some stuff. You know. Just in one little kind of maybe, maybe plot hole. If if Delilah is really convenient that she needs all these powers, so maybe that's the reason she picked these heroes as well, because she needed she knew she needed a supernatural power, um, a supernatural element um, with Ghost Rider's chain and the Hulk strength, and then even Spider Man and Wolverine have to like help cut through the egg um and spider-man uses a spider sense to guide wolverine's claws um yeah oh and we have actually i don't think we actually said either of us in our synopsis what the egg is so it's supposed to be this really powerful skull skull weapon it's like a bioorganic thing it hatches and it's supposed to be only imprinted on like the empress or the emperor and be absolutely loyal to them and be like an almost in indestructible guardian i guess you could say right assassin yeah. And she uh, wants it for herself, but instead of course we see in the, the episode like you said it imprints on the mother on the mother monster. So basically right. it becomes his baby. Yeah, so her plan was to like get this to imprint on her and then take it back to the the scroll world and lead her little rebellion, but obviously it does not go as planned. Um yeah, then just everybody starts kind of showing up here, um, coming together. Uh, it's just it's really, really, really fast-paced, but in a really good way. Um, yeah, I like when the FF show up and the thing and the Hulk are like, what's going on? I have no idea. <laughs> just punch things. Right, yeah. Um, oh, right, okay. What? Well, no, so when the first time I read this, I didn't realize that Hulk was back-to-back with Ben. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he's got Ben in the in the thing suit 
fighting back to back with the Hulk. Uh, the first time I read it, I thought it was Sharon. And I thought, oh, that's kind of a chummy. I don't remember the Hulk really knowing who Sharon is, but they met once. I think they only met once, which was in you would have read it recently in Hulk in the. Uh, oh God, was it DOA story? No, not oh. DOA. Um, was it DOA? Because that was my first Hulk. I mean, I had an issue to a Hulk before that, but that was my first real Hulk story where he gets poisoned. The countdown story. That's it. Countdown. Yeah. Where he does meet them because at first he thinks it's Ben okay. Grimm. Right. Right. Okay. I love the panel. It's kind of a maybe an odd panel to latch onto, but when Spider-Man springs the egg with his web and it looks like he's got like a ball and chain. Um, oh yeah. Pretty fun. Um, <laughs> where, where the scrolls like the Technotroid and uh, Mole Man's like my egg, and uh, I guess this one is Sharon. She goes, my what? <laughs> well, you can tell it's Sharon because I mean, because they look the shirt exactly on. Yeah, you can right. see she has clothes on. I suppose the Ben is just his thing suit is just looks like him, where it was just the boxer shorts. Right. Oh, quick aside, quick thing about the thing. By the way, I just thought about this. So when we're since this wasn't part we recorded, we were my wife and I were at Universal yesterday, Universal yeah. Studios Orlando, walking through the Marvel Islands of Adventure, and we're looking at the you know looking at the stuff, and we see the uh, big picture of the Fantastic Four. She goes, "Oh, there's my favorite, the weird looking guy, you know, because it's the thing. She can never remember his name, like, <laughs> but this is look as good. There's no what's it, Crackle? She didn't even know what it was called. I don't think she remember. I called it for to her, but yeah, she knows Kirby Crackle apparently. Nice. And the fact apparently the fact that there's no Kirby Crackle around him. Diminishes anything artwork that doesn't have Kirby <laughs> Crackle. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. That's great. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, I love that. My, the Technodroid, my egg. My what? <laughs> what comic did we walk into? Right. <laughs> is this a She-Hulk issue? Because this is weird. That's funny. And then the monster's mate shows up to make things even worse. It's like, uh-oh. Is that a on the 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 hatchling? Is that a third arm coming out of his back? That's kind of what it looks like. Like a fist on the back of that, right? Yeah, I don't know how useful that is. <laughs> Just, you punch behind yourself, I guess. Um, I guess. I mean, I don't know how you're gonna grab. I don't know how good that is. I mean, I guess if you're falling, you can use it to grab something behind you. Right. Kind of looks like Tenshion from uh, Dragon Ball when he f- grew four, two extra arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just watched that recently. I was like, but they're kind of a weird place. I don't know how you can. you actually punch with them? They're too, <laughs> your shoulder, those two shoulders are too far back on the back. That's not going to work. But apparently he did. Yeah, and then... Uh... And a fun little thing, you notice, Delilah's been shape-shifted into Mary Jane for several pages now. Right. She kind of stays in that one for a little bit, really until she decides to try to seduce Reed one last time. I'm guessing no one watches Secret Hospital, because I think at this time Mary Jane was on that soap opera. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I checked, because these are like, for at least for Amazing Spider-Man, we're getting near the end of Larson's run. We're like in the mid-340s. Oh, okay. So that's like 342, you know, because I was just curious where they, those characters were at this point. Right. So Amazing Spider-Man, the, the issues out this time were 342, 343, and 344. So we just uh, the, finished the Powerless story where Spidey, after having cosmic powers, Spidey lost all his powers. Right. And then we end with the, this issue is the first appearance of uh, Cardiac. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that is right on the tail end of Arts, because that's right before Bagley comes on. Yeah, and a couple issues. I know we have, like, a two-part Venom story. Yeah. After that, and, yeah. So, I, but I guess, no one, I guess no one watches the soap operas. Go, hey, yes. why is Spider-Man being talking to that soap opera star? <laughs> right. But maybe he's Dr. Drake and Rory underneath. Who knows? Right. Um... <laughs> I love when uh when Reed uh kisses his real Sue that there's a the smooch sound effect has hearts for the O's. Yeah. Wait, oh on the wrong page, that's right. I'm like looking for it, but I realize that's the fake Sue. Yeah. Yeah. There's real Sue. Oh yeah, the smoochies. Yeah. And then uh then Punisher shows up in his helicopter. Which has oh, a skull on the side of it, which is pretty classic. Well, one more thing before that. I like how the moment yeah. is ready to get vengeance on all of them until Spidey's like, um, so you got the Fantastic Four here with two things. And, you know, the Hulk's kind of crabby. And we got Wolverine. He's like, I've changed my mind. <laughs> right. We should show you how to leave. <laughs> right. With dispatch, yeah, which I guess go. means with haste. I don't know. Yeah. And then, yeah, then this Punisher shows up and, hey. The Punisher learned one thing from Batman. It's branding, baby. Branding. That's right, man. He's got he's got a skull on his helicopter and on his helmet. Um, yeah, but I like these. Like, is that Spider Man and the Fantastic Four and the Hulk and Wolverine? Is that Ghost? For okay, I don't. I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> I'm gonna go find this guy in uh, Colombia. That's more right. my. I'm ready. For, that's more my speed. <laughs> Oh, and it's a salesman, not an accountant. I misspoke earlier. Um, but yeah, um, this three issues of a pretty quick story that I just adore. Um, and it was just as much fun to read this time as any other time I've ever read it. Um, the art is uh, flipping fantastic. The story is is just fun as all get out. Um, oh yeah, this would be a awesome animated like hour movie. Yeah, right. I mean, so this would be so much fun to see. I'm down. You Giant got monsters, my... the Hulk, the Thing, Spidey, Wolverine. <laughs> Come on, what do you? What more do you need? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess. I, I, if I could have a fake complaint, because I'm not—I don't really even think it matters. But you know, since we are the podcast that goes snicked, Wolverine didn't have like a whole lot to do. Um, but I just really love kind of his uh, his comic relief. Um, really, in the new Fantastic Four. I mean, they have a couple of things that they they really do, but really they're just kind of wandering around for a lot of it. Um, <laughs> No, but you are right as a Wolverine going since this is a Wolverine podcast, going as a Wolverine perspective, this is not an important thing for Wolverine really. Although as a team they do kind of have used them once or twice. Right. Because it is a popular concept. But it's never I don't think it's ever been used as good as Simonson and Art Adams do it. Right. But also in terms of the team, it's really Spidey or the Hulk that gets the most play. Right. It's kind of a tie, then Wolverine, and then Ghost Rider. I mean, at least, yeah. you get, at least you're more than Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider mainly just kind of stands around half the time anyway. 
Yeah. You know, but he, but he, he did get to drill out of the hole after they said, it'd take Wolverine forever to claw his way out of here. <laughs> the whole thing, okay, Spidey, you hold this. Right. <laughs> oh, which had, by the way, Shades of uh, Secret Wars. Yeah. Um, when Hulk had to hold up like a whole mountain from crushing everybody. Although um, I don't think Spidey could have held that one. No, probably not. Not, not even the famous Spidey uh, Ditko pages where he uh, lifts the building. Um, yeah, no, only Cosmic Spidey could have done that one. <laughs> but Spidey could have held, probably could have held this one for a little bit. Yeah. 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 And it is kind of cool, like the fact that like, there is a history to the Marvel Universe that's, well, that he that Hulk knows, even though he'll probably get a better fight from Wolverine if he wants to fight somebody. For just strength, it's like, yeah, Spidey, you hold this, because you're the only one other, right. besides me who probably could hold this. Yeah, because you have the proportionate strength of a spider. <laughs> the trademark proportionate strength of a spider. Copyright trademark 1963. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, any other thoughts before we uh, grade these bad boys? No, no, I think I said everything I need to say for these issues. They were a lot of fun. Yes. And that's why I think they hold up, because they're enjoyable. It's just an enjoyable superhero romp. Right, with great art. And that, what else do you want, right? Exactly. Okay, so uh, I have a feeling we're both, both going to go pretty high on this. How high are you going to go out of six claws? I'm going to go all six. This is still entirely yeah. fun. And despite one or two minor plot plot things... You don't even think about it when you're reading no. it. And right. that's a part, that's a thing, too. It's like, I mean, yes, we're going to nitpick it here and there because we're dissecting it. Right, yeah. But, I mean, there's plot things that you don't realize for a long time. And also, out of those, there's ones that are like, well, does that matter? You know, does it even matter? doesn't affect right. my enjoyment of the story at all. So what does it matter? Who cares? And the art is just gorgeous. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh I gave all three of these six out of six claws um, as I read them and definitely collectively. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. I think, you know, the format of, of nitpicking the pages, of, of taking notes, makes you maybe notice a couple of things you might not otherwise notice, but none of them detract from the reading experience for me at all. Um, yeah. It doesn't affect anything later on where you're like, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. And by the time you get to the end, it all it all ties up nicely. Um, yeah, I mean, really, really have nothing of any true weight to say bad about these issues at all. Um, just just so much fun. I really enjoyed reading them again. Um, yeah, and I mean, if you're gonna have to read something for your show involving the character your title character wolverine that yeah. really doesn't have a big wolverine thing at least it's enjoyable and fun to read yeah i mean yeah, exactly. imagine if these are three bad issues <laughs> right and it's like why did i waste my time <laughs> right <laughs> at least these ones like well this was a lot of fun screw it yeah yeah definitely a blast um you know the blast having you on for now i thank you oh, thank you so much there's a good reason to reread this it's yeah. been a while since I read this story, and I was very glad it held up. Yeah, me too. You know, because you never really know for sure, right? I mean, you kind of hope that everything you used to like is still pretty good, but 
Not always the case, though. It's, it's always good when stuff. Oh, God, yeah. It's up to your memory. I remember several years ago, I found that on Netflix and I decided, ooh, it's Christmas. It's holidays. It's December. I'm going to watch this hol- the He Man She Ross holiday special. This oh, should wow. be kind of goofy. Fu- oh, my God. Please kill me now. <laughs> Ten minutes in, I'm like, I'm turning this off. This is horrible. That's funny. This is horrible. So horrible. <laughs> kill me now. Oh, man. Wow, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, you're all right. (laughs) All right, well, Al, where can people listen to you talk about other stuff? Oh, well, you can find me on my show, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. Uh, Just probably type in Adam Warlock or Thanos into any podcatcher of your choice. We're on pretty much most of them, so you should be able to find us there. And the main page for the show is uh, the Tumblr page. Resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com, or you can also get me on Twitter at Adam Thanos Pod. And if you're using a podcatcher and you can't find us on there, well, go to the Twitter and tell me, and I'll try and add us on there. There you go. Sounds good. And that's a very fun show as well. Um, so definitely go check that out. It's always a good listen. Um, Thank I'm, you. I'm glad that I'm. I've probably said this before, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but um. You know, I listen, love listening to the show regardless, but it's been really fun as I've actually gotten to some of the issues in my other reading project to listen again and what kind of like with as a read along instead of just something to listen to. Um, and that's been a, a different rewarding experience as well. So love the show and, and, and glad that I'm actually able to put some context with some of the episodes now. <laughs> so. Yeah, I suppose, like, what the hell's going on? I mean, but, but that's still fun, though, because, you know, it's kind of like helping me fill in gaps on stuff that I'd never read before. But being into some of the more modern cosmic stuff, you know, it kind of gives me a feeling for, okay, so this is what Thanos used to do. or Some context. You know, yeah, right. So so either way, it's, it's a great show. So definitely everybody go listen to it. Um yeah, if you're able to to read the issues along with them, I I would say definitely make that a choice as well. But yeah, maybe how if you're soon not, is this coming out? Um, so listeners, this out now. Uh, Al, it'll be out probably in a week or so. Okay, so we'll be around the same time, roughly around the same time. We should be having episode ninety four, uh, the beginning of our coverage of last year's Infinity Countdown crossover. Oh, nice. So nice. we're going to be doing five episodes covering all of Infinity Countdown, with the only break in those five episodes being an Avengers Endgame episode. Oh, very cool. Because, yeah. you know, That's in case you didn't realize, soon. there's a movie coming out. <laughs> right. There's an Avengers mo- There's a Marvel movie coming out at the end of April, in case anyone didn't know that. Right. <laughs> I don't think Wolverine's going to be in it, though. No, probably not. No, but it'll just... be the best surprise. <laughs> Despite some of the rumors. Um, <laughs> oh, that'd be such an awesome surprise. So, um, speaking of that, just not that there's anything to do with what we've been really talking about on this episode, but do you have uh, a candidate of who you would cast as the new Wolverine for the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, A, 
Hugh Jackman's been in it so long that it's kind of hard to think of anyone. Yeah, really even when is. I don't care about, even for the movies I don't care for, he's still Wolverine. Yeah, yep. So I don't know. I kind of almost hope it's an unknown type of character, maybe, or at least unknown to me. I mean, right. sure, I'm sure he had a career before him, but I didn't know who right. Hugh Jackman was until <laughs> X Men came out. Right. That's just me. I know one thing that I saw on Twitter, and I um. Somebody was saying someone was reposting a thing about a, I don't know whether there's a rumor or something about Daniel Radcliffe, aka Harry Potter. I saw and, that. Yeah. And the person said, No one, including Daniel Radcliffe, wants him as Wolverine. <laughs> I don't That's think that funny. would be a good choice. Not that I think he's a bad actor. I just don't think he'd be a good choice for Wolverine. And I don't want Wolverine to be twenty-five. Right. Yeah. So no, I don't have I'm not great at fan casting, but no, I don't have a it's too ingrained in my head. Right. Like, ask me who else do I want to play Batman animated? It's like, you mean Kevin Conroy? Right. <laughs> well, who else? Kevin yeah. Conroy. That's funny. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what else is there to do? Um, so, cool. Well, Al, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so definitely go check out his other musings. Um, on the Resurrections podcast. Um, for the podcast that goes snit, of course, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at snitcast. Um, show notes and stuff are at snitcast.podbean.com. So, Al, any closing thoughts on anything? On the books we've read or anything else you just want to talk about? I kind of want to re- start rereading Ghost Rider now. It's on a. Are you, you're on Marvel Unlimited, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, most of it is on there. I think at least we like the first 20 or so, and they've been adding more. So it's it's interesting. Um, it's very 90s. <laughs> but Yeah, it's you know. the one I don't remember as well. Like most of these other ones, I could look at the covers, and I'm like, oh, I remember these. I remember these. But Ghost Rider, I think I probably read like the once or twice they came out, and that was it. So right. I don't, I don't remember them as well. Right. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, my time to hit Marvel Limited up again. There you go. It's worth buying, kids. It really is. And um, I saw where uh, the DC service is adding more and more comics. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's pretty Give me cool. more. Give me more. <laughs> right? So, all right, cool. Well, everybody, um, I don't know what will be next. <laughs> But we'll have more podcasting. Yeah. So until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.